Hey, what is up, everybody? This is your boy, AJ Tripp, and welcome to the first game according to me of 2020. And uh, we're going to start off with some breaking news. In the recent past couple hours, it's been announced that Mike McCarthy has been hired as the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so um, after the season was over for the Dallas Cowboys not making it into the um, playoffs, they... Um, Dallas Cowboys, Stephen Jones, and Jerry Jones decided to take some time with their decision. Now, Jason Garrett, was uh, he was on his last many days of contract. So, uh, and there, there, apparently there was some talking about trying to, um, you know, his, uh, Jason Garrett was trying to retain uh, his job. And he was, you know, in the meetings with Stephen and Jerry, he was saying things like, you know, I, I should have been the one to call plays since this was my you know, the last year of my contract, and, and and Keller Moore actually was the guy calling the plays, and they actually did have a really prolific offense, you know, one of the best offenses in a long time uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, Jack Prescott threw for almost 4,900, you know, he threw for over 4,900 yards, and they had a lot of touchdowns, and so the offense was, was prolific. Um, but I guess Jake Garrett said that he wanted to be the one calling the plays since this, this was his last year. And, and you know, they didn't let him do that. They gave him Kellen Moore. And uh, and then I think they've also seen if like, he wanted other things in the uh, in the organization, if he wanted to be like some type of uh, – and maybe work under in the print office or something like that. So they were also trying to do things like that. But last week they decided that he was not going to be – even part of the organization, and then yesterday they finally decided that um, he wasn't going to be the head coach. And so they actually decided to just announce that they're not going to renew his contract because his contract—they didn't have to say anything. His contract runs out on the 14th, but I guess they wanted to go ahead and announce it and let it go yesterday because they knew they were going to hire Mike McCarthy today as the head coach. And 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 we know the stuff about Mike McCarthy. I mean, he's been. He was the Green Bay um, coach for for a long time, for, for a good 13 years um, in Green Bay. He went to nine playoffs. He won the he won Super Bowl um, 45 with the Packers. Uh, so um, yeah, he, he's he's a pretty doggone good coach. Near, near near the end with Aaron Rodgers, it seemed to be tumultuous a little bit with the uh, you know. The play calling, things like that. He would call a play that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't like it, and he would just do 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 what Aaron Rodgers would want to do. So, um, and 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 also, you know, I think last year was a big thing because Aaron, Aaron was not healthy. So, but they had missed the playoffs um, in two consecutive years, and so they decided not that we we can't have that. So, and so they let him go in the middle of last in the middle of last season. So, but now he is he has been hired as the head coach of the guys Cowboys. So. We'll see where he goes with there. We'll see if uh, I'm. We'll see if, if he, he uh, at least any offensive coaches. He keep would he keep Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator because I'm sure that Mike McCarthy would want to call plays because that's what he did for most most of his time in Green Bay. He called he called plays for most of the time. There was a there was a couple years where he didn't, and other people called plays, but uh, for most of it, he called plays. So we'll see if he'll keep Kellen Moore. Uh, in Dallas, but uh, yeah, breaking news here. First, um, you know, first game according to me in 2020, Mike McCarthy is uh, the new head coach of the Dallas Cowboys.
by the way, with this being the first uh, podcast of 2020, we are not only doing the podcast version, but we are also doing a video podcast version. So if you are listening to this on Anchor FM, you can also watch this over on my YouTube channel, AJ Trip. You can check that out. And um, so, yeah, we're kind of doing a kind of simulcast type thing here. Um, but anyway... Um, let's go ahead and continue. We got a lot of stuff, other stuff to talk about. We had some fantastic games, but well, this wildcard weekend, didn't we? Um, uh, that s- Saturday was something really special. Um, the Buffalo Houston game was, was, I thought was incredible. Bus, uh, Buffalo came out, got to a big lead, 16 to nothing lead on Houston. And then Houston came back. Fire, you know, sparked by J.J. Watt and his sack of Josh Allen. And then Houston came back and Deshaun Watson did his thing. And we came down to a point to where it went to overtime. And um, and then just, you know, that's a fantastic play by Deshaun Watson. You know, the, the Buffalo came with a blitz. Two guys met him at the same time with the same force. And Deshaun Watson was able to break out of it. And still make a throw, make a play to Taiwan Jones, and he ran it down to the into the red zone, and they kicked the field goal to win it in overtime. And it was it was a fantastic game, fantastic way to start off Wild Card Weekend. And um, and then what also happened is that um, the, the the night game, Tennessee versus New England, and, and this was. This was, a, I thought, an interesting, very exciting game as well as Tennessee kind of had a, a hold over New England, and they just they, they just went in there and they just ran the ball. That's what they did. They 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 wanted they wanted to keep Tom Brady off the field, and they wanted to, you know, because the, the the defense is okay, but they the the one weakness of the New England defense is the running game, and Derrick Henry was the leading rusher this year, so they get in there and they ran the football and. There was a spot near the fourth quarter that where they did the <laughs> they they actually did something that apparently New England did early in the year against the Jets where they was running down the clock and they just decided to take penalties and <laughs> and and they, they they ran almost two minutes off the clock without running a without playing a play. There was three penalties: two for Tennessee, one for New England, and they just <laughs> and it took about two minutes off in that thing and that really hurt the Patriots and. Pages just couldn't come back. Um, just they down, they they punted it, they downed it at the one, and then it was a a a interception return for a touchdown for Tennessee that made it the, the final score twenty to thirteen. And so there's a good possibility that we are seeing the last of Tom Brady um, as a New England Patriot. And, um, you know, it's, it's been fun. You know, it's been fun. It, it, it's been fun watching him play because he's great. Who loves, doesn't love to see greatness? But it, it, it also, it could be, it hasn't been so fun because it's just been them. And it's just been them for the last several years since Peyton, Peyton Manning retired. It's been them. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good to now see some new blood in the AFC here. You think about the final four quarterbacks. Um, we got Deshaun, we got Deshaun Watson, we got Patrick Mahomes, we got Lamar Jackson, we got Ryan Tannenhill. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of, 
special things happening uh, in the uh, uh, in the AFC with this. And as much as you may not want to see Tom Brady go, it's it's I think it's good to get some new blood in there. And I think that Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, and many others are going to continue on with this. And they're going to continue with um, you know this legacy. And 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 if this was the last ride. In New England for Brady, Belichick, and Robert Kraft. Um, well, you know it's, it's been a fun ride while it lasts, but maybe maybe this is what is needed because listen, they talked uh, and people talked about it before. Brett Favre played for another team. John United played for another team. Peyton Manning played for another team. Joe Montana played for another team. So if Tom Brady plays for another team, it, it's it's not like it's this big. You know, rigmarole thing. It it is not. It's it's just him. You know, playing for another team. So we're now Houston moving on and Tennessee moving on. Yesterday we had the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints, the first game of uh, Sunday, and um, that one was a good one too. That also went into overtime, and um, Kirk Cousins proved that we need to like that. <laughs> we gotta like that because and Kirk Cousins has been he's been an enigma. I think some people wrongfully think he's bad. Um and he's not he's not a bad quarterback. He's actually really a very good quarterback. The thing about Kirk Cousins is that he's just maybe not a winning quarterback, you know. Although he kinda of proved that wrong uh yesterday, didn't he? He kinda of proved that wrong by um Winning against by making it in on overtime, making that throw to Thielen uh, to get down into the red zone, and then making the third down throw to Kyle Rudolph for the touchdown. And I know there's some there's some talk about well, it was it was it was it the push or was it offensive pass interference? I, I I listen. I, I I understand the rule and I understand that he did extend the arm, but I also think that you as as there was a play in uh, in the Buffalo Houston game where. Um, where one of the kick, the kick returners for Houston, uh, he made a signal, he called the ball, he threw the ball away, and then Buffalo picked it up, recovered it in the end zone for a touchdown. And uh, and then John Perry, the official, was saying, let's have some common sense here. He was giving himself up, even though that's not what the rule states. And I think that's there's some common sense needed to be determined here because uh, he even though he extended the arm and everything like by rule, it, it made no it made no difference. It made no difference in in, in what it was. It, that wasn't going to. That's not the reason why. Because Kyle Rudolph is six six. The other guy is six foot. And he was gonna catch that ball whether he was on him or not. So some common sense there uh, needed to be made, and I think it was. So um, so Minnesota won. And uh, Kirk Cousins got a little bit of the monkey off his back, but now he has to go to San Francisco, and he has to play big there against that that Forty Nineers defense, which is a monster defense. And uh, so, and uh, it's gonna I think it's gonna be a really good game because the Vikings defense can they stop uh, the San Francisco offense, and then we have the Minnesota defense, uh, the the Forty Nineers defense trying to stop the Minnesota offense. This might not be as 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 um, it's not going to be touchdown field. We may, this game might be more of the game we saw in the second half, final half last night, which was the Eagles in Philly. And um, 
Jim Lizzie does not the way. You got to feel bad for Carson Wentz. Um, made it to the playoffs, his first playoff game, and then in the first quarter he gets hurt. I don't think it was a dirty play by Jadavion County. I really don't. Um, but unfortunately, he got hurt. He got concussed. And Josh McCown, the 40-year-old man, came in, and he he was trying, man. He gave it all all he could on that field. Uh, this isn't the Josh McCown who in uh, 20, was it 2013? Yeah, 2013. Um, um, with, uh, with my favorite team, uh, he came in there and uh, with the Bears, and he played like a uh he played like a, a a superstar quarterback for the most part or at least a a very is a star quarterback the games he played in in uh for Chicago uh that year um but it, it's not that same Josh McCown he gave it all he could but it, it just wasn't enough Seattle DK Metcalf's becoming he was talking about something becoming a superstar he is he's coming becoming a superstar before our very eyes so um he played well. Then they just every third down they couldn't hold Russell Wilson. They had a third down and eighteen, and then he got the first. He ran for the first down. So it, it was it was it, it was just not enough with Carson Wentz be going out and Justin McCown trying doing all he could. It just 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 didn't work. So uh, Seattle won seventeen and nine. So Seattle moves on. They're gonna go to face Green Bay in Wisconsin next week. So. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see what goes down um, next weekend. And I think next weekend is going to be a really, really good weekend because we have Houston going to face Kansas City, a, a, a replay of what they played in the uh, regular season. Kansas City won that, but it was a very close and a very exciting game then. Now we have Tennessee going to face um, the Baltimore Ravens. And um, I don't know if they played this uh, played in the, run in the regular season, but – Again, we're gonna see if uh, if they're gonna do the same thing that they did in England, run the ball, keep Lamar Jackson off the field, and how and, and how are they going to control, you know, Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram and the running game, and we uh, uh, and everything like that with that offense. Then we also see with Baltimore. Uh, I know I know Lamar Jackson played in the, in the playoffs last year, but. You know, he wasn't Lamar Jackson. Then he was just a – he wasn't the MVP last year. So it's going to be interesting because, because the, the stat about that game was that they – he went – I think he went an hour or so in that game without completing a pass, uh, an hour uh, of, you know, of, of actual time. Maybe it might have been even longer. Where he went in his place, he went out. Maybe that, that's not going to happen this one, but we need to see what does happen because it's going to be like a new thing. Now he's got a little bit more pressure on him. So, and maybe he maybe he'll just play like he's been playing um, all season long. So, um, like a quarterback. Uh, which, by the way, um, it came out that uh, the first team came out, and it came out that um, Bill Polian. And two of the guys he works with, that Sirius XM, did not vote for Lamar Jackson for first team all uh, all team all all pro. What it was, I mean, listen, it, I, 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 and listen, Bill Polian, he came out and said that he was wrong about Lamar Jackson, but he still decided to vote for Russell Wilson. So that's what are you doing there? So, um, but that's neither here nor there. Minnesota, they're going to play. 
uh, the 49ers and the Seattle is going to play Green Bay. Uh, should be very, very interesting what goes down uh, next weekend in the, in the National Football League. Also announced over this, uh, over this, um, I guess you could say, break we had were the 15 finalists for the Hall of Fame. Um, so uh, the modern era, the modern era player finalists were determined by a vote uh, of the Hall of Fame selection committee from a list of 122 nominees uh, named in September that was reduced to 25 in late November. And those 25 were reduced to 15 uh, uh, on you know this past break. And they were announced on the uh, January 2nd. Uh, and here are the um, the finalists. Trey Palomalu, Edwin James, Zach Thomas, Brian Young, Richard Seymour, John Lynch, Steve Atwater, Leroy Butler, Reggie Wayne, Tori Holt, Isaac Bruce, Sam Mills, Tony Baselli, Alan Fanica, and Steve Hutchinson. Um, so uh, it also says here that the Hall of Fame board recently passed a resolution that suspended the Hall of Fame selection committee bylaws for the class of 2020 election cycle only. Um, this me the measure is intended to honor the NFL centennial celebration through a special centennial class that can be be comprised of 20 members in uh, uh, in 2020. The group will include five modern era players from the list that was announced from up there, in addition to 10 senior, um, a player who has been retired for more than 25 seasons, three con contributor contributors, and two coaches. Um, uh, the, uh, the, the finalists will be presented to a full 48-member uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame Selection Community during its annual meeting on Selection Saturday, February 1st, 2020, the day before the Super Bowl. Uh, the Selection Committee will elect five modern eras um, players from the class of 2020. Uh, so uh, they don't have any other coaches or the things, anything like that. But um, um, and, and, and here's what I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I actually think it should have been different. They should have named five seniors. And they should have named ten guys from here from this list because I actually think that there are ten the ten ten guys on this list. Would I think? Well, actually, there's a lot of people that I think I'm not sure about Leroy Butler. I'm not sure about Brian Young. I'm not sure about Richard Seymour. Um, you know, no, I'm not sure about Sam Mills. I'm not sure about those four guys and whether or not they are Hall of Fame worthy. The other eleven, I feel, are. I think they were great players, and they were Hall of Fame worthy players. So I, I think it's going to be hard. Um, so I, I would have liked for them to do ten modern errors and five seniors instead of going ten seniors. I, I I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not not a big fan of that, but I can really understand why we could do that. Maybe there's some players in the past that could, you know, you know. So I don't know, but that's neither. That's not for me to decide. I just wish they would have done ten. So. Here's here's who are the five I would have selected. Uh, I would select uh, for Pro Football Hall of Fame if it was on me. Um, and I would go first off Troy Palomalo. I, I think he he the years in Pittsburgh I think were incredible. Him and Ed Reed were per perennial um, Pro Bowlers. They were per perennial All Pros uh, and, and, and and in the AFC and they were tremendous. Both at their positions, so I think Troy Palomalo goes in. Um, uh, 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 going on my ballot, 
Another person to go on my ballot would be another safety, and that's Steve Atwater. Uh, Steve Atwater, I think, played fantastic. I mean, he was, I mean, I, I remember one time looking at his, you know, when, I, when, he, when he was first nominated uh, for the Hall of Fame a few years ago. Or when, he, or when he first made the finals, he's been nominated for a long time. His last year was in 1999. But when he was actually became a finalist a few years ago, I looked at like his pro reference and looked at, and he was all pros. Like he was like eight Pro Bowls, and he was uh he went to like he had five All Pros, and it just his his things were amazing. His 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 accomplishments. So and so I think Steve Atwater. I would put Steve Atwater in into the game. Um, I would also go with. Um, uh, Reggie Wayne. I think Reggie Wayne. He would be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I I, I think Reggie Wayne was fantastic. I think him and I think he came in and uh, he benefited from you know being with Marvin Harrison. But I also think he stepped up his own. He became just as important to the Indianapolis offense as as Marvin Harrison was. So I I think Reggie Wayne would go in. I would also. Put in, I would put in Isaac Bruce. I think Isaac Bruce is a, he, he was a fantastic wide receiver. He was a great, great one for years. He was the only thing good about the Rams, and then they got they got Torrey Holt and they uh, Marshall Falk is the whole greatest show on turf. But I for the, I think Isaac Bruce was for the long time great, and he and he was going to Pro Bowls like I said when they were when the Rams were nothing. So uh, I would go Isaac Bruce, and then I would also go with Steve Hutchinson. Um, you know, guard. Um, he played for Seattle, Minnesota, and Tennessee Titans. He was in. He was a fantastic uh, um, uh, offensive lineman. Um, he was one of the the best uh, of the um, of the new uh, century. Uh, he came came out in two thousand one. Uh, so he may have been the best. He may have been the best guard since you know uh, of this since then since the two thousands. So uh, I, I and I would put him in that list. So that would be my five. My five would be Palomalo, it would be Adam Water, it would be um, Hutchinson, Isaac Bruce, and Reggie Wayne. But once again, let me let me state this: I wish that they would actually go and put ten modern era players in and do five seniors. I really wish, you know, that you know they would have done it that way. Cause that to me that that would make more sense to do it that way. And now for the college football playoff. Let's talk about this for a little bit. Um, so the semifinals happened on um, the 28th of December. Uh, the first game was LSU and Oklahoma. And LSU just really they just destroyed Oklahoma. It just wasn't even close. I, I, I can't believe, you know, how big of a, of a just beatdown they put on Oklahoma. 68 to 20, 63 to 28. And uh, it, it, it wasn't even that close. <laughs> it really wasn't. Um, I mean, Joe Burrow had he had like six touchdowns in the first half. Um, the wide receiver Jefferson he had four of those in the first half. So he had, he broke all types of records all in that first half. He even he even ran for one at one point in the second half. So LSU just really smoke rolled Oklahoma, and it wasn't even close. So then they moved on, and then we had uh, had uh, had Clemson um, face Iowa State next in the Fiesta Bowl, and and this one was 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 was, was a nice one, I think. Um, this one was a better game. Uh, Ohio State put up a good fight, but I think Clemson proved that they are still a, a tremendous team, and uh, 
you know, Trevor Lawrence came back. He, he was he was using his legs as much as he was his arm. He ran for a long touchdown. And they beat Ohio State 29 to 23. So now here we are in the finals. Uh college football finals is gonna happen next Monday. Um it's going to be Clemson versus LSU. And and, and I and I don't know the way LSU smoked rolled Oklahoma. Uh I don't know if they can do that to Clemson, but I'm not gonna be surprised if they do. Not anymore. I would have been surprised if they if like if they didn't smoke roll over Oklahoma, if they if they had a close game with Oklahoma and they won like, you know, you know, 30, 33, 28, 35, 28, something like that, and then they came and smoked roll Clemson, I would be shocked. But I'm not gonna be shocked now. Because they seem to be on a mission. Uh, 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 they seem to be on a mission to go ahead and kick the living hell out of everybody and make this, you know, bring another national title to LSU. Um, so that's that's going to be a, a very, very fun uh, game, I, I think. Um, and, and, and I'm not going to be surprised if Clemson wins either. I will be surprised if Clemson smokes rolls LSU because I think LSU defense, you know, is great. And I don't think, and, and, and that would be surprisingly to me if that happened, if, they, if LSU defense gets smoked rolled by Clemson. But if Clemson wins, I'm not going to be surprised either. So, um, so really, really interesting things that are that are going to be happening. Um, and uh, we'll have to see what goes on out there. Let me do a quick search here because actually, uh, we should be getting an announcement uh, from uh, Tua Tonga Vailoa. Um, I think they were saying it was going to be known Eastern, right? Uh, on his decision. Oh, so yes, breaking news. As we said, continue to talk about college football here. Breaking news: Tua Tagovailoa he will forego his senior season. He's going to enter the draft. So, um, so yeah, so uh, he is. He he had Alabama didn't have the season they wanted to, and he Tua didn't. He, you know, he was he was uh, doing some some injuries. You know, and then he had the big one uh, with his hip and. Um, so obviously he's in the press conference right now. So I don't know what decisions went into it or anything like that. And I've been uh, recording this, uh, so I, I didn't have it. I didn't have it on. But obviously uh, he is. Um, I, I think he's going to try and make it. Now listen, uh, Mel Kiper. He still has him number three overall, even with the hip injury and everything. He's still number three overall on his on twenty twenty big board. So. And, and, and uh, so and he's not. I, I don't know. I don't. And so it all depends on what happens in the combine, with the interviews, and anything like that. So he could st he could still be a top ten pick, top five pick even. But he he could even also fall, you know, down below. He could do what Lamar Jackson did. He could maybe fall to the very last pick, and then someone jumps up and and trades into the first round and gets him. Um, but but yeah. Um, so. You know he's gonna forego his senior season, and make it to the NFL draft, and uh, uh, in my opinion, I, 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 either way would have been fine. But I actually think this is a, a good way to do it. You know, uh, I think the injury kind of proved that. You know, and, and he's been he, durability is his biggest. You know, negative making negative right now. He's been injured in all, the, in all his time that he's played. Um, you know, the, the, at least the full the full seasons. You know, last year and this year, he's had some injury issues. So, um, you know, they always say the best ability is durability or, or availability. Excuse me. And that's gonna be one of the things he's gonna prove. Can he be available? 
four teams. But um, he has foregoed his uh, senior season to enter the NFL draft. So uh, that will be something to check out for as we get closer and closer to the combine, which is happening next month. And lastly here on uh, this podcast, um, we're going to talk about the passing of David Stern. Um, several weeks ago, he uh, suffered a brain hemorrhage. And um, uh, while he was dining in a Manhattan restaurant on December 12th. Um, and then, actually, New Year's Day, he um, passed away. Um, so, um, I'm taking this from uh, CBSNews.com. Um, Stern became the fourth commissioner of the NBA in February 1984. He previously served as NBA general counsel from 78 to 80, then the executive vice president from 80 to 84. In 2012, Stern announced he would step down, and in fo- February 2014, Adam Silver became his replacement. Uh, at the time of his retirement, he was the longest serving NBA commissioner, holding, holding the position for actually 30 years. Uh, he remained affiliated with the the um with the NBA uh, um with the title of Commissioner Emetrius uh and he has stayed active in other things. Um so uh Adam Silver said for twenty two years I have a course I see to watch David in action. He was my mentor, he, he was one of my dearest friends. We spent countless hours in the office at arenas on planes wherever the game would take us. Like Every NBA legend, David had extraordinary talents, but with him, it was all about the fundamentals, preparation, attention to detail, and hard work. Um, there was there was so many other things that David Stern did. Uh, as commissioner, he always started the considerable expansion of the league. Uh, he saw games airing in over 200 clubs, clubs countries. Um, He was also in, uh, in, uh, instrumental in creating the WNBA, which was founded in 1996. Um, there were so many things that David Stern was, he was there for. I mean, listen, when, when, he, when he was, you know, in the 80s, they were playing games on, um, on tape delay in the NBA. The NBA Finals would be, was played on tape delay. And you think right now you think about that you would think that would be stupid, but that's what was happening when he was commissioner. And then of course Magic and Bird came along, and of course the biggest one, Michael, came along. But it was David Stern's vision because he knew how to mar- he could market those guys. He could market Magic and 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 Larry, and then Michael, and then um, you know Olajuwon and Shaq and 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 Robinson and 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 then. McGrady and Grant Hill and all those things. He, the NBA fantastic stuff and, and the NBA action is fantastic and, and, and all these other videos and other marketing tools that came out and then the expansion to the other countries. So he was a major part of the reason why the NBA is behind soccer, I would think, is the second biggest global brand of, uh, of sports in the world. Um, and, and, and while football is trying to make its game kind of global by going over to London, it, it, it's not going to have the reach 
that the NBA had. And even though the NBA here in America is is probably is second behind the NBA in, in NFL, and at some point it could surpass it with everything with the concussions and everything like that and other things that you know happen with in the NFL. But it it was uh, it. it what David Stern did to global globalize the National Basketball Association was um, it was incredible. So David Stern passing at the age of seventy-seven, um, he will be missed to his family, his friends, uh, his NBA compadres. Um, my thoughts go out to you. All right, y'all. That is it for this episode of the Game According to Me podcast. Uh, if you guys are watching on YouTube, thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure you hit that like button, you hit that subscribe button, you click the notification bell, so that whenever, so that whatever I do, whether I put out reaction videos, try not to laugh or anything like that, make sure that you are here to get it. Um, you're not gonna want to miss anything. 2020, I hope, will be a big year for this this channel, and we we will grow into uh, something a little bit bigger and a little bit better uh, than it is right now. Uh, for those of you guys listening on the podcast, again, I thank you guys so much for listening and uh, and being here. It, it is truly an honor to do this for you. So I, I've got some updates for you guys for both um, the podcast listeners and the, and the YouTube watchers. I now have a Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com backslash AJ Trip, you can, if you like what I do, if you like what you see, like what you hear, whatever, you can now um Help support me by uh, signing up on Patreon, becoming a patron. Uh, and it, uh, it's three tiers. It's a one dollar tier. It's a ten dollar tier, and it's a twenty five dollar tier on Patreon. So um, if you guys feel feel if you guys want to help me out and support me, you can go ahead and you can do that on Patreon. And also for the guys podcast only listeners, you can also do it. Help me out with the podcast. The podcast, the Anchor FM, which is what I use to do my podcast, they have their own special tier. It's $0.99, cents, it's $4.99, and it's $9.99. And you can sign up there. If you're just a Patreon, if you're just a podcast listener and uh, don't really care about anything else I do over on Twitch or on YouTube or anything like that, if you're just listening to me on a podcast, you can uh, go to the link in the description box or you go to my page, and uh, it'll, it'll say Anchor Subscriptions, and you can sign up there. Again, anything. Anything, any, any tier you want, sign up for. So any, I just, just the fact that you want to support me with your money is good enough. So whatever, whether it's on Patreon, whether it's on the Anchor FM subscription, whatever, it's, uh, it's, it's anything would be truly a blessing. So I'm just happy to, that can, I hope to continue to do this for you guys each way it goes. So that being said, it's time for me to go. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. This is your boy, AJ Tripp, signing off. As always, be good to each other, y'all. Be careful out there. And I am out.